I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going. I'm ready to talk about something. We've got a good... Yeah, a good chunk of news. Sorry to have you trail off there, but I I think that we're going to have lots to talk about, and without further ado, let's get right into it. Yeah, there's a lot of Walking Dead news, but there's big news that's not Walking Dead that we're going to talk about now. Yes. Sorry. Yes. That now is the cue for me to say. Let's talk about San Diego Comic-Con and beyond. That happened a couple weeks ago. A lot of Walking Dead news, but the biggest news is, at least for us two, because it's not AMC related, is Zombieland 2 finally got a trailer. Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, Lou, you were saying pre-show how excited you are for this. I am extremely excited. Uh, it looks like it is very much in the entire vein of the original film. Um, it looks like they may even make fun of themselves as having made the movie like almost 10 years ago. Uh, everything is a, it looks like everything is a joke. Lots of zombie killing, lots of action. It's going to be basically a lot of what the first movie was, but everybody's older now mm-hmm. yeah and and the funny thing is is that when you look at woody harrelson and the rest of the cast there was the little girl uh i, I forget her name. i think it's abigail is it abigail abigail Bra- uh breslin breslin yeah. i i should know that first name but uh she she was quite young in the first one she was she was a kid and now she's 10 she years like later. 12 yeah, yeah so she's she's uh she's a young she's a young woman i, I wouldn't even say that like she's she's an adult really yeah she's an adult now and funny enough like i just did there woody harrelson is still treating her uh like a little kid and i think if they're gonna play with the 10 years later bit because that's the most fascinating part because not even the walking dead could have their characters last 10 years and suddenly we're now this is the the satisfaction of being you know a movie and there's only two of them but it's kind of interesting how they're gonna how are they gonna explain away the fact that they've survived for so long, you know? Yeah, and it sounds to me like part of what they're going to do is part of the story is that our heroes have been held up somewhere, and like they've run out of supplies, and now they have to go back out into the zombie land. And part part of me, what makes me excited is at one point they run into Luke Wilson and another kid who looks just like Jesse Eisenberg and Luke Wilson looks just like Woody Harrelson and they have this big conversation and I actually ponder if they're not going to make fun of the fact they had a pilot for a TV show with it. Oh, and you know what? The the guy who plays Jesse Eisenberg sort of look alike, he's the guy from Silicon Valley, right? I don't know because I didn't recognize him. Okay, I think it's the guy from Silicon Valley. He's he's not not the guy who you know got fired for being an asshole, but the other guy who stuck stuck around at the very end, not T.J. Miller. Um, but yeah, this this movie looks great, and the fact that they were able to get back all these actors, 
to be in this film just goes to show, and we know, we, we don't even have to insinuate here, we know they really enjoyed making that first film because they, they pretty much said, like, that's why this is getting made, because we really enjoyed the fir- making the first one, we want to make it again, even though they're all incredibly busy, although, honestly, Jesse Eisenberg, I, I, I don't know if I've seen him in much lately. I haven't seen him in much lately, but he was in a bunch of stuff for a while, and he's disappeared for a couple of years, and that's okay. Yeah, well, it's fine to we, disappear we, 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 and take a break. We were we were at peak Eisenberg there for a while. Yeah, I think when he played Lex Luthor, I think that was sort of his height, and he was like, you know what, I need a break here. But Woody Harrelson's kind of been going strong ever since his... Uh, I mean, I don't think he ever went away, but since True Detective, he's kind of been a household name. Well, I... I he started showing up in a lot of things right after he did the last movie. So the last decade has been really good for him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously you saw in the trailer, like Academy Award nominee, Academy Award nominee. And then the only winner that was, you know, addressed in in this trailer was uh, Emma Stone. So that's a, that's a really big, really big get there. That's all since they did the last film. I know. And it's so crazy. The I need to watch this, the first one again. I haven't seen it in years and it is truly a perfect zombie film in in it my is. in my eyes like it's funny it's creative it's different it's not boring like there's a lot going for it and i don't even think we've watched it for this show to be honest yes we have have I we i don't think we did i never watched it not since it came out i mean i think i saw it in college which would have been 10 years ago. I'd have to go back into the archives, but I thought we had watched it for this. Well, if we haven't, we should certainly catch up on our Zombieland viewing before this new... When's the new one come out again? Uh, October 18th. Okay, so before October 18th, we will watch Zombieland 1, and we will talk about it It's, it's scary to think that it's only a couple of months away, man. The, yeah, well, the summer is fading, and soon we will be back in the Walking Dead Prime territory because we've got a season 10 trailer. And Lou, I know you and I haven't always seen eye to eye on the Walking Dead Prime or the Walking Dead in general, but this trailer for season 10 shows a very different world. Uh, yeah, it does. Um, I have some opinions on this trailer. And that's why you're here. I want to know your opinions. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it, people always... I, I, I'm always really dour about this show because I always don't have faith in the writing. But I have a funny feeling that with the way that this is lined up now, I think we're going to get what I've wanted for a while. And the, I think it's going to be more... Well, well maybe no. <laughs> but it looks like we're going to see a different world. I have a funny feeling that these whisperers might be our last big bad guy if the show continues on for other seasons. Do you think the whispers in the the way the apocalypse has sort of set up the world, like the whispers are the last sort of tier of bad guys? Like you have normal bad guys or just bad guys in real life. Then you have... Like I'm not going to say they're not going to run into another city or something that, that disagrees with them about something and they get into a dispute. But I think it's going to be the last time they run into a bunch of whack jobs that are are surviving because they've given up their humanity if they get into any other fights it's going to be over something like resources or something you know what i mean yeah and i think we see that and i think the reason that your prediction is probably correct is that finally the communities are learning to get along and i think that's where you're stronger as you're stronger as a collective army than you are as you know separated units and I think that's what we're going to see with this season 10 is is it's going to start off with them 
being strong and being together and slowly like you see it in the trailer like the way they make those makeshift shields to that, kinda... like that all that stuff was awesome I, I yeah i agree and obviously related to this we got news and we knew this was happening because it's been it, it was leaked a while ago but um we got news that this was uh, uh denai guerrera it, well the the actress who plays uh uh michonne, michonne. this is her last season Probably making an early exit, similar to the way Rick did. Um, we don't know whether she's dying or she's just fading off or going to appear in the Rick movies. But we do get a bit of a weird sort of tease in the trailer where uh, they, they tease a Michonne um, King, the, uh, the King... Ezekiel. Ezekiel, thank you, uh, relationship, which is which is comic book canon, I believe. Uh, so, it is. So and how do you feel I, about that? I feel like that's kind of a point in a direction that the show needs to go. Right. Um, what do you mean? Like what it, they, what they, well, okay. There's been a lot of drama with no uptick. Everything that seems to be happy breaks and falls apart. Yeah. And they, they need something to tie it back to us as a viewer and watching them fight the whispers, while it could be interesting, they need some kind of drama to, to, for the in between scenes, and a romance between the two of them could work. Yeah, I mean, especially where they could borrow ideas from a comic book. Yeah, and the king obviously separated from Carol due to the whole Henry thing, and we don't feel like they're going to be getting back together because it, their togetherness just reminds each other of Henry, and Michonne obviously hurt by Rick's you know, death slash disappearance. So you could, and you could kind of see them coming, coming together by trying to bring the communities together. This could also be a misdirect because we know they have shot stuff before they've shown us stuff that's slightly at a skew. So this could also be a misdirect to be like, Oh, it's like the comics. But if Michonne and Ezekiel are now an item, do you think Michonne walks away looking for Rick? Or do you think she, she passes away on the show? Like what are, what are your thoughts there? I think she dies. So is that your so okay in that specific instance you think she dies? But do you do you think she's going to die in the show? Like yes. is that your prediction? Okay. Yep. Interesting. Because I don't like if you're if you're in one spot for six years and after Rick's passing, and then you suddenly decide to leave to find Rick, there would either need to be a pretty hefty clue, which I highly doubt something like that would pop up after six years. And also, do you leave Judith behind, and and Car right. and, and Rick Jr. They, they they can't just leave. Make Michonne leave and leave RJ and uh and the other kid behind. That wouldn't make sense to the story. She wouldn't leave her kids behind. Mm -hmm. And in the I have a funny feeling we're going to see her and Ezekiel die. Oh, interesting. I mean, Ezekiel I is is. I mean, not to spoil it, but he is on borrowed time. Yeah, I mean, I, and I know that. I think we've I talked about that. it. Uh, we talked about it when we when we talked about the the. But Pike I episode. have a funny feeling that's where they're going to go with the with the 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 story this season. Is I think the two of them are going to die saving everybody from the the whisperers. Yeah, I could see that, and that, that those would be worthy deaths as well. Like I think that. And I think the deaths that make sense. Just, uh, she wants off the show. His character's on borrowed time. And he does other stuff. He's primarily a voice actor, uh, from what I understand. 
Mm-hmm. I would hate to see him go because I really like him, but I think I don't want to sound rude, but I think when a character loses someone they love, they do go into this dark place. And if the show doesn't like kind of pull the, that character up again and rebuild them and they wallow for too long, it's just not interesting television. It's I don't want to watch people wallow. Uh, I know I'm watching the wrong show to feel good about myself, but like I just I can't do it. I can't have zombies and people wallowing. Like that's too much. Zombies death well, and people wallowing. Well, he's already gotten gone through a kid loss and yeah. another loss and now he's not with his wife and that there's another issue. I think if we get too much of that, it's going to just detract from the show. I think we're going to get them both gone. But yeah. But then they, the other clip is there's a clip of uh, uh, Daryl and uh, uh, Carol, mm-hmm. and I literally was trying not to laugh the whole epi- that whole clip. Good like, laugh, bad laugh. Actually, what are you thinking? Good laugh. They, yeah. they gave Daryl dialogue, which they never do. Yeah. He's usually just a mm, mm. But he and even was- had some good uh, uh's in the, in that scene, and it and it worked. And honestly, I right. would I would love. I don't necessarily need to see Daryl and Carol get back get together. I would prefer to see them continue to be good friends and actually show that on camera as opposed to last season where they alluded right. to it and they were both just so damaged and so dis, you know dis, disconnected that they didn't have conversations like that. But the fact that they're now allowed to be friends and they're hanging out like I don't need them to be together if they don't want to be together. Like if the characters work together fine, but like I I'm kind of fine with them just being good friends. Exactly. And I think that that works for this. Um, and they just there looks to be a, some, a lot of positivity. They may be going to war with the Whispers and there might be some drama, but it doesn't look like every episode is going to be, how can we make people cry this week? Mm-hmm. How can we depress you some more? Yeah, it, it looks good. And honestly, even though we know the Whispers are coming back and they're a brutal being, they weren't really that featured in the trailer. So it's nope. good that they're putting like the good guys forward, which kind of shows maybe they wrap up the Whispers in the first half of the season. I don't know. I think we're going to get a whole season of them. You think so? Do you think that would be a stretch? I think wrapping them up in the first couple episodes, first half will be would be hard. I think we're going to get probably all the way up to finish them kill them off and then the the last episode is going to be kind of a glimpse at what we got going forward mm-hmm. yeah because we and did a get hint at the rick movie yeah so why don't we um we'll jump back around to some late breaking news but we did also get a teaser for the rick movie it's very short uh very just a skyline and a stylized Walking Dead uh, trailer, but it did confirm they'd be coming to theaters. Uh, they've partnered with Universal to distribute this film. I and think this is a bad call. Uh, what do you mean? Like uh, theater release or Universal? I think, I think theater release is going to... I think that this is going to hurt them bad. Like, I'm wondering, do you feel... Like, do we know details about this theater release? Is this like, you know, watch the premiere of Game of Thrones at your local theater and it's like literally one night? No, from what I understand and what I've read, it sounds like they want to do an actual, like, comes out on Thursday, pre-order your tickets, and try and do the whole, create their own batch of movies. Mm -hmm. 
But see, I'm AMC, fine with them trying a, new a, things. I'm okay with them trying it. I just don't see this working. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it'll work or not. I don't like. I think if you they're trying to do they're trying to do the reverse of what Disney has done. Disney created the Marvel universe, and now they're trying to make shows that take place in the Marvel universe, so you can continue maybe a little bit of the story in a TV show afterwards. Mm-hmm. And and I don't even know if that's going to work. I have my doubts about that too. Um, but. But that's a different beast. You don't spend the kind of money you do to make a Hollywood production, like, and then they've got to slate themselves in a, in in the right at the right time in the right slot. And if they're going to have this have any kind of tie into the show, which you know they're going to do, mm-hmm. well, why wouldn't you? That's the big. That's the reason you do it. It's going to have to have some kind of. It's going to have to be released at a certain time in the year. So if this they if this is going to go up against the next Avengers movie or the next Marvel movie, they're not going to be able to bump it. It's going to have to compete, and it's going to have to take its fucking uh, it, 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 its failure on its chin. Well, I and that's where I think Universal is a good partner because I think Universal deals with a lot of these type of films. You're not you're not Disney where you're you're competing for the the big dates like you're being pushed around by marvel and star wars and also give it also gives universal by teaming up with universal it also gives universal a possibility of making rides for the universal studios i'm sure there is a walking dead ride somewhere uh well they already do a halloween event that's walking dead themed at Mm. uh in florida as far as i know Mm. but this would totally give them an excuse to create a new ride that's Walking Dead related and it can tie into the movie or it can tie into the TV show or it can be nothing. It can be its own thing, but that Universal can be like, oh yeah, we have the Walking Dead and that they'll get people to go to that. I mean, that I, I'm sure when you said Universal, that was my entire thought was, oh, yep. Uh, Universal is trying, uh, Disney and Universal are currently in dispute over a bunch of Marvel rides that are still at Universal. Disney would really like them to do away with them, but the old contracts have allowed them, as long as they don't take the rides down, they can continue to use them. Mm-hmm. And so this might give them an excuse to take down some of those rides and put something new in. Yeah. I'm, see, here's the thing like, I'm, I'm cool with them trying this. I I guess I got to think like they said that this would also premiere on AMC. So that's where I'm thinking this is a special theater experience. If this premieres at theaters and let's say a week later on AMC, I'm waiting till it comes out on television. You know, like I can wait the week. I don't necessarily need to watch it in theaters. But, you know, I'd be curious to see how it's received because they have said that this is going to be different in scope. And it's going to have that movie feel. But until we see it or get even a taste with a, with a proper trailer, because this was just a teaser, it's hard to really judge it. It's got to be better than a, just a two-hour movie. It's got to be better than just a two-hour episode. It's got to yes. have a beginning, a middle, and an end. When it gets over, we have to know where Rick is going or what is happening with his character. They can't leave it on a total cliffhanger where it's like mid-cutscene tune in next year for the next two-hour movie because i think that will piss people off 
Yeah, that would be highly unfortunate. Like, I'm fine with them sort of teasing the next movie, but we, you're, you're, I agree. It's got to be a beginning, middle, end. Give us the, give us the, the post-credit scene where it's like, oh shit, Michonne, you know, like that would be really cool. I'd love to see them do some world building there. Um, but if you're saying that it's, it, they got to tie this in with a television show and kind of, you know, strategically release it, do you see this as either so this is either a december release or a summer release because i don't think this thing cares about the other shows it cares about walking dead prime but i don't think it cares it might care about fear the walking dead but like you you could release it like somewhere in the summer in the break for fear the walking dead that'd be a good a good time i I have a funny feeling this is going to be a summer release yeah i think summer release makes sense to me I don't think they would do this at Christmas time. There's too much to compete with at Christmas time. Yeah, I don't think Christmas is a good idea. So maybe this is like a mid-August thing, early August for when Fear the Walking Dead is off. But um, continuing along the path of always having The Walking Dead to talk about, uh, Lou uh, brought it to my attention that we have a new series teaser that was released um called the walking dead universe new series teaser <laughs> there's no real details outside of we don't have a title for this no yeah but it's based on the kids that have grown up in the apocalypse and that's all they've known uh, we got some concept art as well as some of the actors playing the kids in the show uh some have accents we don't know if that's their character or that's just the way they the talk. <laughs> um, so it, the, no real details, honestly. Just just some no real, real concept details, art. But it's just concept art, and it talks about how it's going to be about these kids, kind of, they hint at, and this is going to be a part of the Walking Dead universe you've never seen before. And I'll be honest with you, I saw this, and my whole thought was, oh, they're going to try and do Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. And Which I, if they if if that's what they go with, and all we get is teenage angst and Lord of the Flies, I think this is going to be the biggest flop ever. I think that there's going to be nobody that watches this thing. You man, I think that you underestimate how popular those Pretty Little Liars and Archie things are. Like, no, no, I don't, because. This is not going for that demo. You don't think so? I get that sense. I don't think I don't think this is going for that demo. I think this is trying to go for the Stranger Things demo. And that was And the, I yeah. don't and I don't think that the Walking Dead writers as much as I enjoy the show and as much as I'm loving Fear the Walking Dead, I don't think that they can write for kids. Every time they've written for kids on either show, they fail. Yeah. It's definitely a spectrum of bad to okay. Um, and, and, and it's okay at at best. Yeah. So a show totally based around that idea of having kids on screen. Like, I, I guess, you know, Stranger Things is... I'm currently working my way through season three. Um, I completely forgot about season two, so we, we binged that as well. And, I mean, if they can pull it off, that'd be great. But here's the thing. No one's pulled it off after Stranger Things. There's not another show that I've seen, and I don't watch a lot of television, but honestly, if it was good as Stranger Things, it would be on my radar. There's just nothing out there that's come close. Now, Lou, you're a bigger TV person than I am. Is there anything that's come close to Stranger Things since it's been out over the last four years? With kids? 
Yeah. Not really. See, that's the thing. Not so if that's not unless you deep into sitcom territory. Uh, like what kind of sitcoms are you thinking? Uh, I know people like that Young Sheldon show, even though I can't stand it. Oh no, I can't. I can't do that. Um, I mean, but yeah, but like, like, kid acting is hard. And, oh yeah. And 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 Walking Dead does not do a good job with it. Um, I mean, I'm impressed with the fact that they've managed to make me like these other kids that have now joined Fear the Walking Dead, that I don't want to kill them all, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that's mostly because the kids don't say much. No, they don't really have a lot to do in the show. Um, I, I mean, yeah, here's the thing. Like, I think... Again, like the series teaser for the movie, or sorry, like the movie teaser, it's very hard to judge based... There's more to this new series teaser than there is the movie teaser. Um, actually, not to not to skip ahead, I did read once the movie teaser came out, people were trying to examine the skyline. We don't know... I don't know if they've announced where the movie's set, but a lot of people were comparing it to Philadelphia. Like, it looked very close, except for one building. So they're thinking one of those buildings is like a fake headquarters for like a fake building like the avengers tower but it's it's this crm government agency thing so i don't know if they confirmed it but some people showed a uh, the the skyline in the trailer to the skyline of philadelphia and it was damn near perfect so take that for what you will um now philadelphia is on the correct i don't know u.s geography but where is philadelphia there lou it's on the east coast yeah i was gonna guess the east coast but i it's i've only it's only i think like eight hours from me maybe okay six to eight hours i think but it's across the country from washington no oh god i did it again <sighs> yeah never mind washington washington, St- washington state is on the other side of the country but they're in washington, washington dc washington dc is only like three hours four hours from from philadelphia as far as i know okay so rick didn't go far is what you're saying <laughs> all right well that doesn't make that that movie any more interesting okay but yeah the series spring 2020 it's coming very soon i'm wouldn't be surprised to get a real trailer probably in the next three or four months um it's kind of funny that they didn't talk about this at all uh at, at comic-con or because or show a trailer for it maybe they did and, and they just weren't talking about it but um yeah lots of news lots of walking dead i don't see our uh our drip feed of amc zombie content ending anytime soon so look forward to that um speaking of which let's talk about fear the walking dead we're gonna wrap up the the first half of season five we've got episodes seven and eight to talk about um we will conclude the conversation with the san diego comic-con trailer we'll talk about the vibes we're getting from that but lou episode seven is anybody out there the penultimate episode for the first half of the season how did you feel about it or wait did i did this i did this wrong sorry still standing that's why i was going wait a minute no i had the tabs out of order i had the tabs out of order (laughs) <laughs> so still standing is episode seven of uh the penultimate episode before the season i was expecting finale. to not like this episode just because a majority of the episode was going to be alicia trying to convince the kids to come back with her mm-hmm. and i liked it despite that yeah yeah um uh 
I, I I loved watching Strand and uh, 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 Charlie have to survive their air crash and not get bit and not get close to those zombies, and then Morgan showing up to rescue them, and then the fact that Grace gives up on her trying to get that generator going, and they just kind of and she just goes, "Screw it, I gotta help you guys," because that I, otherwise I'm dead too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, it was, it was a good episode and kind of led into the conclusion. And I really like that they they found a way to stick around in the sort of stranded area for eight episodes. I, if you had asked me if they were going to spend the entire time trying to get back for the first half of the season, I'd be like, probably, but that doesn't sound exciting. But they found they a way. Managed- they found a way to make it exciting. We had a nuclear power plant that was going to blow. We had a bunch of kids that were survivors from the original parents that died in the nuclear power plant that had kind of that were taking care of themselves. We had somebody on a radio that lured them there to begin with, and they couldn't get get help. And we had a mountain range blocking them, roads out. Then they met Dwight while they were there because Dwight was looking for his wife, like. Everything that could happen in a half a season happened in a half a season, and it all none of it was outrageously enough to be out unbelievable. It just felt like, yep, they were locked in a small spot where this sort of happened. Mm-hmm. Now, previously in the season, uh, Dory had found a letter from Dwight's wife, Sherry, basically saying, Hey, don't stick around, don't look for me anymore, live. Uh, and Dory decides not to show that to Dwight. And I felt like this was one of those like TV tropes where character feels sorry, withholds information, puts them both in danger. How did you feel about that? Because it kind of like, I was like, oh, that's not a good character decision. I don't think Lou's going to like that because he really likes Dory, right? So what did you think about that? Was that something that kind of drove you nuts or? No, as soon as, I, 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 I was never in any fear of Dory dying or anything in either of these episodes um i think he's too important of a character right now for them to just throw him away haphazardly especially with his romance with uh june going on still that they have to really establish that before they have to kill off either one of them yeah well they're they're married now uh, not to skip yeah. ahead but um it's it's interesting though like dwight like Dory, it's, it's totally within Dory's character to hold on to it because he's like, well, yeah, you know. And the, my my favorite part of that whole that whole arc is is that Dory holds on to it because he doesn't want Dwight to get upset and he doesn't want to see Dwight do anything drastic like hurt himself or you know do whatever. And you can see it's tearing up Dory that he isn't going to tell him. And then finally, when he tells him, Dwight gets upset for about a half a second and then like. No man, you did the right thing, and 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 like literally, they're like buddies again. Three seconds later, and I was like, "That's how this needed to go. This didn't need to go the way regular Walking Dead. Regular Walking Dead would have made Dwight find out from from Carl <laughs> that they were hiding the thing, and then Dwight would have been like, screw you, man! I'm gonna kill you, and I'm yep. gonna kill your family, and I'm gonna kill everybody.' And this show didn't do that. It went. Dw- Dwight went. No man, I'm mad, but we're cool." Yeah, and and honestly, I was worried it was going to happen, and I was like, oh, God, don't do this. But honestly, the resolution for that whole thing felt really good because Dwight's like, he was more upset about Dory, like, hey, you know, I know why you did it, but 
you kind of put us in danger by keeping us out here. I'm not yeah. upset about that either, by the way, but I'm just going to like, we got to get yeah. home now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was well handled, it, it, I think. It was very well handled and very well believable because I think regular Walking Dead has a tendency to make people overthink or overact. Mm-hmm. Every reaction is never a, shit, well, now we're fucked. It goes, we're screwed, and I hate you. You're my mortal enemy forever now. And you go, wait a minute. We're talking about people that have been together now for over a decade. They're not going to hate each other forever mm-hmm. because somebody screwed up and got them stranded for an afternoon. Well, that, I mean, the plot literally to the first couple episodes after Rick's death was that. Just people who've known each other for 10 years being angry and resenting each other. And it didn't make other. any sense to me. And it didn't make good television. Like, it, it was no. it was kind of a little... It, and they ended up stretching that out until, well, for the rest of the season. And finally resol- yeah. resolved. And it looks like season... T- so here's the thing about The Walking Dead. It always feels like they build to this crescendo where they're, like, fixing issues through character through character development. And then once they fix the issue, it's like, okay, next season's going to be really good. But then they introduce something else that, that kind of botches it. You know, they're dealing with an actor leaving, or they're dealing with major death, or they're dealing with a comic book twist. Um, I don't know if season 10 will be like that, or if season 10 will live up to what we're hoping for, but it's nice to see... that This is the beauty of Fear the Walking Dead. They're not, they're not operating on any sort of timeline or comic book. They're just doing. And even the characters they're bringing over from the comic books... They're on new territory. Like, they can do whatever they want with Morgan and Dwight. Like, they don't have to worry about their story in Walking Dead Prime. Now, there was talk of them, like, yeah, we could easily go back to the other show. But, like, the only reason you do that is if you want to preserve that character and cancel Fear the Walking Dead. And and I don't think that's happening because they're already talking about season six, you know? Yeah. So, all in all, like, this episode also revealed that Alicia, you know, held her ground against the walkers that she technically led to the kids. Uh, and then she got some radioactive blood on her and she was a little distraught about that. But um, she, and, and again, she doesn't do what you were, what you were thinking she was going to do, which was sacrifice herself and go off and be like, no, you can't save me. I have to run away all dramatically well, and lead the zombies I, away. I thought that was, was going to happen. Th- th- there was this weird thing going on online where I saw a bunch of articles talking about, uh, how much they hated Alicia's character and I can't believe they did this to Alicia and I can't believe they did and I didn't know what the hell they were talking about I never figured out what they were talking about so when I read those articles I totally went into both of these episodes expecting she was going to die and then they have, she has that scene with Victor on the airplane where Victor puts his hand on her and he goes, he goes your mother would be proud and I was like this is awesome. She's become a really good, interesting character. She's become more than just this one note. I want vengeance. She's trying to become like Morgan's protege. And I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's really good. I, I think they're, they, they're doing what they can with the characters that they inherited. They're sunsetting the characters they felt they couldn't do with. And it's great that they've brought back, uh, you know, Salazar Daniel. You know, I like that he's back and he's in the show and he's sticking around. You know, I like that guy. And I'm glad that they took their time bringing him 
bringing him back. Like they didn't just bring him back because it didn't make sense to just like drop him in. You know, he no, to, to, to jump to the next episode mm-hmm. and, and spoiler, they, they fly across the mountains and they land. But when Victor get, is the last one off the plane and Daniel sees him and I can't remember if they just shake hands or I think they hug. They do a bit just, of that like, you know, back slap kind of like, hey, yeah. we're good kind of thing. And, and, and it, for me, it was just like, here's two characters that literally writers three seasons ago would have made them just kill each other. And instead, these writers have made, said, no, no, it's more interesting if they become friends. Mm-hmm. I agree. No, I, I think I think it is good that they've become friends and, and they've earned it. The characters have gotten to a point where they can respect each other. Right. Daniel kept telling Salazar he was always going to be a backstabbing uh, traitor. And then Victor went out of his way to prove that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then when he rescues everybody and saves everybody with the airplane and comes back, you could see and Daniel t- tells him, I was wrong about you. And, you know... I feel like that kind of character development doesn't happen in regular Walking Dead. It only happens in this show. Or when they do it in regular Walking Dead, two episodes later, they throw it out the window. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like this show is so much better written. Yeah. No, I, I think it, they've, they've done a great job with these characters and they've done our, a great our, job with our the writing. Our threats are not just other groups. Our threats are... are uh, they, these, their goal is to save people. Mm-hmm. Whereas in regular Walking Dead, it's to create a city and keep out those we don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and and I find it's more interesting for you to keep introducing new cast members, new people, new stories. And like, like this, this whole episode revolves around them waiting for Dory and them so they can fly off. They fly off, and then they realize that there's no uh, – they, they need a runway, and Daniel and, and everybody else at the other end lines up Christmas lights so that they can try and save him. Then there's this last-minute, oh, no, the, uh, the Christmas lights got unplugged from the generator because there's zombies, and I got the cripple guy has to go rescue him, rescue it. And I thought that that was all really interesting. I was glad to see that nobody got killed either because th- I-, I find that that's something Walking Dead does to create artificial drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and that, you know, f- from the artificial drama standpoint, like they, they get back, they fly over. I felt like no one dies. You know, they they all survive. It's it's harrowing. You know, that plane barely holds it together. There's some moments where I thought they were gonna get rid of uh, one of the characters on the other other side of the mountain as he was trying to get the lights lit up for the runway, but um, he ends up surviving. But how do you feel about you know Logan coming around again and he's like, I want to work with you because we need to find a solution to this gas problem. So all the gas going bad, like that's gonna be the next half of the season. Um, and essentially Clayton, Logan's old partner who had passed away, um, had had a solution to the fuel problem, but that's what Logan was looking for at the truck plant. Cause he was leaving the truck plant. He was like, well, it's yours now. We couldn't find what we wanted. Yeah. He said that his partner had set up some kind of fuel pile so that they wouldn't run out of fuel and that that's what he was looking for. 
And that's interesting because it makes more sense because in regular Walking Dead, they've given up on cars at this point. Everything seems to be on horseback. And that becomes more believable if you realize, oh, no, almost all the gas is gone. Yeah, they don't. And that's one thing The Walking Dead doesn't do is they, they kind of don't over-explain the use of horses. We just kind of understand that, like, well, gas can't last forever. We know that, that there's a half-life on it. And in this, they're... Well, Go ahead. I'm just surprised that someone hasn't found a way to pump and redistribute gas. Well, I think that's what we're going to explore in the second half of the season. Like, some sort of refinery so or... I mean, I don't know personally how gasoline is created. Um, that probably shows our over over uh reliance on on the fossil fuel but like in the apocalypse you know logan is trying to address it he like he obviously has his selfish sort of uh for sort of nature here because he's basically asking them for help because his group that he promised the secret to would was going to basically kill him for basically making them tear apart this truck stop so like what do you do you think logan's telling the truth is he gonna backstab them or are they gonna watch him like a hawk like i really don't want them to let their guard down with this guy because he's clearly i think they're gonna i think they're gonna watch him like a hawk and i don't think he's gonna immediately be a new one of our heroes uh but i think he's gonna tell an interesting story and i mean spoiler we've watched a teaser trailer for the next season and i think he's going to be one of those, is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? But he says that there's something bigger coming or something bigger happening and that them finding this gas is bigger than all of them put together. And I want to know what that is. Yeah. I actually wonder if he hasn't been dealing with the people that, you know, uh, 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 left, uh, what's her name, with the helicopter. Yeah, um... I can't remember her name. The you mean the CRM agent person? Yeah, I have a funny feeling we might get a hint at that. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I watched that trailer and there's been a lot of talk. Some people are saying they might try to bring back Madison, um, who who didn't die on screen, but but pretty definitively was left behind in a shitty situation that would normally lead to death. But like I remember right after uh, Madison passed away, like. Uh, on the show the actress said like i don't i don't know like she's quoted as saying like well i think madison would have climbed up the back wall but why she would abandon her kids that's always the that's always the concern right um unless she had amnesia which is a terrible tv trope please please do not go there um but knowing these show writers they might find a way because they did go to or no did they go no they were already in texas when madison died right so yeah it's not like they they left her behind and she didn't know they're not really in texas right now the way i've understood it is they're kind of like texas tennessee alabama kind of yeah well we'll kind of see but honestly i wouldn't mind madison coming back but you can't bring her back just to kill her like she has to come back to be part of the show in the cast yeah similar to how daniel's been brought back in i mean we don't know how long daniel will last but i think that the second half of the season looks good. I was seeing a lot of like, so here's the thing, guys, the internet outside of this show, very crappy place filled with negative thoughts. 
And I went, I sometimes I go into the subreddit for Walking Dead just to see where things are at. And I went in after the San Diego Comic-Con because I was busy that day. And, and Bad on you, bad on you. I know. Well, I'm going to explain why. Uh, essentially, there was a lot of comments about the Walking Dead being, oh, this is really great, really great. And then Fear the Walking Dead making fun of it, calling like Morgan and Friends. And honestly, I much prefer the tone of what they're laying down in that trailer for the second half of the season than, than I got from The Walking Dead. Like, I... I don't get it. What's so what's so what's the problem with having two different shows? The whole issue with the original seasons of The Fear of the Walking Dead, it was the exact same show with <clears throat> with worse off characters. So like I'm glad we're getting a different take on this universe and these these showrunners are having fun with it. You know, and they're and they're enthusiastic about creating new stories. But I don't know, Lou, I think you and I both agree that like the tone of Fear of the Walking Dead now is just spot on great stuff. It is. And I think that if they keep it up and they keep going this way, I think this is a show that's not going to make its money on TV, but streaming. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I, I, for those Long day. Yeah, oh, okay, I agree. Made longer by Ryan uh, coming late here to the show to record. But I... So Fear the Walking Dead returns, I think, mid-August. I think August 14th. <clears throat> we didn't talk about this pre-show, but... We'll probably take a little bit of a hiatus while we wait for Fear the Walking Dead to return and build up a couple episodes, but we will certainly return once episodes 9 and 10 are available for us to talk about. And basically that's, I think we head right straight into The Walking Dead after that, so I highly expect that this Zamp train's going to keep on a trucking as long as we get some good content to talk about, and um, you and I are both on the Fear the Walking Dead hype train. Yeah, no, I, I honestly am excited for this show week to week. Mm-hmm. And I, that's not me with regular Walking Dead. With regular Walking Dead, I get tired of the 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 no definitives. Mm-hmm. You know, they drag out the story week to week to week to week. Whereas this story, this the, the tales they tell in Fear the Walking Dead, I can miss an episode and still figure out what's going on. Yeah. Whereas it regular Walking Dead, it feels like I just watched a sixteen hour movie that if I missed any minute of I'd miss a whole arc of or plot line that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I really think that this play, this show is going places and I'm excited that they're excited about um season six and and beyond and I really, really like the way they've started to tie it to the main series. I thought it was very like this is what this is what a shared universe looks like subtle nods to an overarching story and the fact that we got more of a look at this government agency on this show than we did on the walking dead is just smart use of a shared universe and if there's one thing that i hope the showrunners for the new series and i hope the producers of the movie are learning is that do the shared universe justice don't take advantage of it but also don't squander this opportunity. Um, if you look at what Star Wars was trying to do and failed to do, don't do that. Do what try to always try to do what Marvel's doing, but obviously don't try to try to do it in the first go like DC tried to do with with the DCEU. But I think The Walking Dead has earned its place to be able to set up a shared universe. Because they did wait quite a bit to get these spin-off series. And even this new series, this is this is five years after Fear the Walking Dead 
was was first released. So that even there is a slow sort of trickle of content. I mean, the movies are a bit much, but that's like another extenuating circumstance where, you know, um, Andrew Lincoln wanted out and this was an opportunity to give more Rick Grimes stories without losing Andrew Lincoln. So I kind of, you kind of have to give him a pass there unless it's really bad in which we can probably like, uh, you probably should have just killed him. Um, but anyways, Lou, I'm I'm uh, I'm trailing here. You're tired. I'm tired. What are you thinking? We we close out this chapter and we reopen this bad boy uh, in a couple weeks when Fear the Walking Dead is back in the glory of our television. It sounds like a plan, sir. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much, Lou, for joining me on the show to talk about zombies and podcasts. Uh, you can also talk about zombies and podcasts over on our Zamp Discord, bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. I want to thank all of our patrons, our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. You are the folks that keep the lights on. You pay for hosting. You pay for domains. You are awesome. Uh, we can also find all of our shows over at zombies ate my podcast.com. You can email the show, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. All those links are on our website. You can follow myself at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and give a quick shout out to Bob at Bobbert F. Finally, check out Joel Duggan's artwork. You're looking at it right now, which he did the artwork for Zombies Ate My Podcast. You can look at all his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, take us out with final words of wisdom. I wish I had accuracy like John Dory. Hmm. Trick shot. Trick shot.